You're listening to Trade Secrets with Oliver and Denise. If you work for Microsoft, you can't share operational secrets with someone from Apple. Yeah, that's true. But in relationships, though, it's a little different. We should share the good, the bad, all of those types of things that help our relationships to grow. Yeah, you're right about that. And I feel like the information shared in these conversations will do just that. So let's dive into today's episode. All right, here we go. You feeling good today? Feeling great. How are you? I'm good. Good. Now. (laughs) Busy day. Busy day. I'm good. I'm good. But we have some great folk that we're going to talk to right now. We do. Um, Who do we have? Today we have James and Cynthia Green of Marriage Built to Last. Marriage Built to Last. I like that name. I like it too. I'm excited to talk to them. Your marriage should be built to last. Exactly. Unfortunately, and we'll get into this, obviously, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but there are some folk who... Don't go into it with that mindset. They don't. Yeah. They don't use the right building materials. Mm. So we're glad to have you guys. We want to know. We're going to get you to share some stuff with us so we know what are the right building materials so that our marriage can be built to last. However, let's start from the beginning. Welcome. Welcome. (laughs) How you guys doing? We're doing great. We want to thank you for having us. Yes, thank you so much. We're really excited to be on. Awesome. It's our pleasure. Trust mm-hmm. me, it's our pleasure. We we know that you guys have some great things to share and we're looking forward to it. Let's start at the beginning, as we do with most of our guests. Let's start at the beginning. How did you two meet? <laughs> <laughs> as we both look at each other like, who's going to answer first? Right. Well, we met actually over 30 years ago. I was actually in the military in the Air Force and I was stationed in uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina, and that was Cynthia's home, and we were actually neighbors, and I became friends with her brother, and, and that's actually how we met. That's awesome. Wow, wow. 30 years Over ago. Over 30 years ago. Okay, okay. How long have you been married? Uh, going on 12 years now. Okay, awesome. Okay, so let's let's fill in, you know, let's fill in <laughs> some of the gaps. So we met 30 years ago, married 12 years. What what was the road? What was the journey between that time? Because I know there's a great story. Well, see, I thought he was going to go into it, but he didn't. So we were neighbors for about two years. He lived in my hometown. He moved back home to Philadelphia. We lost touch for about 11, 11 years. years. So we reconnected in about year, about um, 2000. No, it was after Like 2002 or yeah. something like that. And uh, again, we were still just friends. It wasn't until like 2006 that we discovered, or I'm sorry, I discovered that he was liking me other than just a friend, okay? (laughs) In my mind, we were simply just friends. And so um, when I found out that he liked me, we started having more, a different type of conversation. And so we started dating that year in 2006. And he was living in another state. He moved here. But before the end of that year, and we knew we were going to get married. So we got married the next year in 2007. Okay. Amazing. Okay. Let me, let me ask you this, because sometimes we have some single folk who um, we, we have a, a segment of folk that listen to these episodes that are single. Talk about just very briefly, talk about what it was like dating when he was in another state. Long distance dating. Was that difficult? You know How what? did you make it work? Well, it's in 
interesting. It was interesting because I guess because we had known each other, you know, in the same mm-hmm. state, same place for like three years, two and a half, three years. And then when we reconnected, I only saw him twice a year when he used to travel to Maryland to take his daughter back and forth to college at Howard. Mm-hmm. So when we realized we liked each other, it was actually a very short, long distance um, dating. But fortunately, we had the funds to fly back and forth to visit one another. Okay, good. So I would fly to Ohio to visit him. He would drive, drive to Maryland to visit me because he had his daughter here anyway. Mm-hmm. But when we started dating in February, James was living here by October. So it wasn't a really long, mm-hmm. gotcha. um, long distance. And we talked on the phone every day. So um, now you can see each other on your phones and on your laptop, right. Right? right? So I think long distance relationships can work, but it depends on how you build it. Mm-hmm. Okay. For instance, yes, talking on the phone mm-hmm. is good, but you need to spend time in each other's space and you need to make sure that that's in different seasons of the year and not just, you know, um, you saw them once or twice a year. No, you need to see them in their environment. They need to see you in your environment. You need to make sure you get to know each other's family and friends and you have an idea of what's going on in their life when you're not around. That's so very that's good. I went to Ohio, y'all. I went to Ohio so that I could see how he was living. <laughs> if he worked where he say he worked, see who yep. his friends were. I wanted to see for myself. <laughs> yeah, and that, and you know what? That is that's good. That's, that's great good. advice. That's good advice. I so for those of you that are, great. yeah, for those of you that are listening that are single, that is great advice because you know what happens, right? Often we get in, we get into marriage and we're, you know, we got this, you know, a couple months in or, or even sooner. Sometimes we have this flabbergasted look on our face because we're like, oh, I didn't know you did that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you went there. I didn't know you, you know what I'm saying? And, and yeah. you don't, because you didn't take the time right. to put yourself in those situations and in those environments yeah. so that you could see that and make some type of yeah. some type of call based on that's good stuff. I yeah, like I like that. I like it. I like it. So now we're married and uh you guys knew each other, right? So there's a certain level of friendship. Right. That's right. That was part of the foundation. Mm. Did you notice anything different about your relationship after you got married, mm. even though you had that that substantive piece? beforehand good question well for me it's the answer would be no because since we knew each other for so long yeah we understood each other you know the habits the likes the dislikes and everything so when we got married it was just a matter of blending that together Mm. saying being under the same roof and just to that well i disagree okay for me yes James, well, I didn't know he was so OCD <laughs> until we lived in the same house and he, he, um, and he takes the chair from the dining table, well, okay. the dining room table <laughs> and makes sure it's a certain amount of space back from the table. And Six every, inches. And, yeah. And every chair had to be equal around the table. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, we do not live in a museum. Oh, my but God. But see, I thought she would be used to that because her father was in the military. No. And that's okay. how she grew up. No. So okay. Used to that. No. no. Okay. That, that's good. I like that. I like that. Yeah. So so, so how how did you adjust? What was, your, how, what was the adjustment to that? Because OCD really is not something that kind of okay. But And there's also people have it. You know how... 
See, people enter into relationships with expectations and with ideas. Mm-hmm. But then when they don't talk about those expectations, when they get married and they come together, some of those ideas aren't what they expected. That's it. And now you have to get used to it. So actually, she did some things that I wasn't used to or say I didn't care for. But we always feel that we built this on that firm foundation. You can't let those little things. See, what we always say is marriage is uh, two imperfect people who come together to covenant God in their imperfect state because nobody's perfect. And so right. focus on those imperfections because then you can't get all that God has say for your marriage. Mm, very good. Very true. Very good. Very, I very like true. that. I like what you said because I feel like a lot of times we don't have all of the conversations that we should have mm-hmm. up front mm-hmm. ahead of time. And even then, sometimes, even if we do, I feel like sometimes there's going to be situations or scenarios that'll come up that we weren't expecting. Exactly. And so the thing is, how are you going to deal with those things? How are you going to deal with those things? And those of you who are listening, you know, we've said this a million times and we're going to say it again. Those famous three words have Have a a conversation, conversation. right? Have a conversation. There's some Mm -hmm. things that have to take place, but one of those things is definitely to be able to sit down and talk about that. So as far as the differences, like, for example, the dining room chairs and you had your your likes and dislikes, you both had your likes and dislikes. So did you have to, I'm thinking most likely, did you have to come to some kind of compromise, some kind of agreement, or did you just be like, okay, this is what you like, I'm gonna go with it. Do you know what I mean? I think it was a little bit of both. Um, you know, James talked about expectations and you guys talk about talking about things. Our, our first book that we wrote was actually a book called Don't Get Married If. It's for single people, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a book that where we went and asked people, don't get married if what? And we recorded their answers and put it in the book. And mm-hmm. so it's a book of all the things that people should talk about before mm-hmm. they get married. You should mm-hmm. have already had a conversation about these things. I love it. And But as far as the whole once you move in type of thing, we didn't really discuss that. And it's not really in the book. But I tell you what I think we did. I think we did a little bit of both. I think we did a little bit of putting the blinders on. And then we also had some conversation about about it. And I would I would. I would preference it like this. Like James didn't like, doesn't like that. I'm kind of like a, a pet rat when it comes to reading papers and everything that comes through the mail. So the pal starts to get kind of big because I don't have time to go through it. And so he mm-hmm. would complain about my little pile of mail. Okay, not little pile. It's a big pile <laughs> and there's plenty of piles. <laughs> <laughs> Plural. <laughs> so, and so I was like, well, you can do one of two things. Um, you can either go through it yourself, but if it has my name on it, you can't open it. Or you can just pretend it's not there. So he, I think he kind of got used to pretending that it's not there. And he, <laughs> well, now he just overlooks it. But as far as the chairs in the living room, you know what my thing was? If he wants to choose to sit a certain way around the dining room table, I could care less. It's not hurting me. Right. It's not. Um, something that he's doing to hurt me on purpose or anything. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you got to pick your battles. Pick your battles. Exactly. Who cares where the chairs sit? Right. And that's how I felt about, say, the piles of junk mail. I just ignore it. I mean, yeah. it's not hurting me. Right. So just leave it. She'll go through it when she gets a chance. Yep. Yep. And 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 let me tell you something. And, and for those of you who are listening, that we, we, we're laughing about, like, we're jovial about that, right? But it's crazy how... So many relationships 
go into jeopardy mode mm-hmm. because of things like that because of stuff yeah. like that yeah right yeah. Be, be, because right yeah. because couples are not willing to to take that leap into a, a, a more mature level of relationship mm-hmm. where you can say something like what you just said i'm gonna pick my battles this thing is not hurting me it's mm-hmm. not hurting our relationship it's not detrimental to the success of our relationship yeah. so right. we're gonna go on to something different yeah yeah and and that is a we haven't gotten to the trade secrets part, but for those of you who are listening, that's a good trade. That's secret. a trade secret. Yeah. You need to learn how to pick, pick your, your battles. battles. There's a certain level of maturity that is involved in growing your relationship. Yeah. If you're trying to move from one level to the next level, there are certain things that have to be done. Yeah. So that is gold. Thank Very you good. for for sharing that. Yeah. That's great. I like it. That is great. So let's continue with the story because I love a good story. <laughs> <laughs> let's continue with the story. So now. You guys are at a place now where you're working with couples, you've written books, you have, and, and I don't want to, I don't want to say this for you because you're going to get to plug yourself later, but you, you have a plethora of information. You have a, a lot of media. How did you get to that point where you were like, you know what? We need to start sharing some things. Mm-hmm. What was the turning point in your relationship that pushed you in that direction? You mean to start the business? Yeah. Yes. Well, actually, I was laid off from my job. (laughs) Let's go back before that. Before even we got married, she told me, when we get married, we're going to be doing something with marriage. Mm. And I told her, I don't know what it is. She said she don't know what. She doesn't know what it looks like. No idea. But we will be doing something with marriage. And Mm. I don't know why that idea came to me. I have no I have no preference for it at all. Interesting. And, and so great. it wasn't until um, we started the business two thousand four, seven years later, that we actually started a business, mm-hmm. and that was really because I got laid off from my job. And even at that time, I wasn't even thinking about starting a business. I was looking for a new job. But a friend of mine called me up, and when she found out I lost my job, she's like, "Cynthia, this is perfect timing. This is perfect for you." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And she said, "Now you can do." what you've always been so passionate about. Mm-hmm. And so she literally helped me to start this business from the foundation, you know, discovering the name, the title, the the logo, all of that stuff. But it wasn't something that I was looking to do. So, you know, people knew or she knew what my passion was and brought it to my attention. And hey, that's where we went from there. And, and for me, even though she may have started a business, when you get married, it's the two becoming one. Yeah. So when she started the business, I was in it automatically. Mm-hmm. Because right. it's not just her, it's us now, it's we. Mm-hmm. And that's what we say, you go from I do to we do. So yeah. now we're in this together. And, and since it's a marriage business, you can't have a marriage business with just a wife or just a husband. It has right. to be for you. So Absolutely. I was in it automatically. So I just picked up that mantle and pressed forth with her. Hey, good awesome. stuff. Good stuff. Now, let me um, I'm, I'm picking some things out of the story. Right. Because I, I want to pull out as many nuggets as I can. Right. You mentioned in the beginning when you guys were dating that um, you would drive to, to Maryland. Correct. Correct. Because you had a daughter in college. Correct. So uh, there's there's a good amount of, of our listeners that are as we are as well, in a blended family. Blended family, yes. Um, talk about the dynamics of that a little bit. How did, how did that kind of play out in terms of, of, of the blend? Well, it was interesting because James's, James' <coughs> children were adults when we got married. So they felt 
dad, as long as you're happy, we're happy. Cause they were right. good. So I told Cynthia, when I come to Maryland, it's a matter of me blending in with your family and blending in with your life here in Maryland. Cause this is where you've been longer than I have. And you actually mm-hmm. okay. My life, he, yeah. said, he said. When he came to Maryland, he would just fit, fit into, into my life. life. And so, honestly, my my kids were young. Well, one was a teenager, and one was um, still a child. We didn't do it right when we first got married. Okay, we, you know, we they knew James, but they didn't. We didn't even tell them we were engaged. We didn't. We didn't. We told them we were getting married, but we'd already made the decision to get married. We got married. They were in the wedding. We thought they were happy with that, and we just thought everything was just going to work out because they knew James, mm-hmm. and we'd just be one big happy family. Well, we once we moved in, my OCD husband, my ex military husband, was such was a super 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 disciplinarian. And we didn't know the rules of engagement when you blend a family, you're a new bonus parent and, you know, how that scenario should really play out. So the kids weren't very receptive of him trying what they consider boss them around and tell them what to do. Mm -hmm. So we literally ended up having a big family blowout with um, the oldest child, a teenager. But eventually we sat down as a family and they told us what we, we did, did wrong when we all mm-hmm. came together and told us what, what they felt should have happened. Mm-hmm. So by us being able to have that open dialogue and discussion about that, we learned a lot mm-hmm. and it, it helped to open up that door for all of us to communicate and get along. Right. And now we are like the, the Brady Bunch. Wonderful. Right. And that was that say first year, but, I ended up apologizing, you know, how everything went down and how it first came all about. And yeah, it's all, it's good now. Yeah. Cause it, it was right. It was only that first year yeah. that yeah. we really yeah. had any troubles after that first year. We've never had any blended family um, issues. That's great. It's an adjustment period for everyone. And so I think, I think it's really great that you actually were able to listen to your children and well, your teenager in particular and acknowledge, yeah, you know that we probably didn't do that right. We probably should have done it this way or that way. I think it's great that you can acknowledge that you could have done it a better way because a lot of time we as adults, we don't really want to hear that from our kids because we're the parents, right? you know? So I think that's really great. Awesome. Yeah, that that is good. And, And it's, it's, um, it kind of goes right back to what we were talking about, right? About having a conversation. Yeah. Like there, there's, there's a kind of a running theme in how this, the, the parts of this story, right? Mm-hmm. There's some conversations that had to be had at all stages of, of, of the, of the scenario, mm-hmm. which is great. And yeah, that's great. So, man, I want more of this story, but I, let me, let me no, go. No, 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 but I did want to say this. Go ahead, go ahead. please. Don't think it was super, super simple because James came from the background where he felt kids should be seen and not Not heard. heard. So kids expressing themselves to him was talking back. Mm -hmm. When he came into my household, I believe in, in I I highly believe in my kids expressing themselves because I wanted my kids to be able to have open dialogue with me so that I know what was going on with them so that I know that they felt comfortable (laughs) talking to me. And so my kids were able to express themselves. So when we sat down and had that conversation at the table, trust me, it was a struggle at first for James. Yeah. the more he listened, the more, and I would, you know, I had to put my hand on his knee a few times, like, just listen, babe. Right, right, right. <laughs> but the more we both listened, the more we learned 
and understood mm-hmm. where they were coming from and realized our mistakes. And later <laughs> on, you know, studying about blended families, learning from other blended families, mm-hmm. that what they said, they gave some really good viewpoints on on right. the from the from the children's standpoint. And mm-hmm. the good thing was, it was actually at the dinner table because we believe in everyone having dinner together with no phones, no TVs, mm-hmm. just sitting around and talking. And that's how the conversation came up. So we're at the dinner table and you go around the table and everybody gets to say how they feel, express themselves and say what's on their heart, what's on their mind. James had to grow into that conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know what? You know what? I appreciate because I'm, I'm hearing I'm hearing adjustments that had to be made. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and what I appreciate about your story is that whether it was difficult in the beginning or not, whether there were challenges or not, you were willing to make the adjustment. Right. And that is major. Yeah. Yeah. Because there are, again, there are relationships that don't grow and that are stunted in their growth because individuals are just too selfish. Exactly. For whatever the reason is. It's my way or not. Right. To to make make an adjustment, to yeah. put the work in to just make an adjustment. So yeah. I appreciate that about what you all are sharing. Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's the thing. Yeah. It, it's, it's, we always feel it's, it's not always about us and what we want. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about having that happy medium, that, 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 that blended, that good mix, so mm-hmm. to speak, because it's not always about you and what you want. Right. True. In any relationship. Right. Absolutely. Very true. Very true. In a blended or not blended exactly. relationship. Mm-hmm. That's and times when you have to make sacrifices. Yeah. Because yeah. I always believe sac- some sacrifice, sacrifice leads to success. Mm. So if you want to be successful, sometimes you have to make that sacrifice. I like that. That's that's, a, that's tweetable. Yeah, that's tweetable. <laughs> that's tweetable, folks. If you if you need something, there you go. Sacrifice leads to success. Sacrifice leads to success. That's great. I love it. So let me ask you this, right? We're talking about making the adjustment. We're talking about some of the things that um that you encountered as as this thing went as it as it began to grow. I normally ask this to people who are working with couples and who are in situations such as yourselves. Um, you know, you have marriage built to last. You have this company that you that you that you built. When you work with couples, do you see a common underlying situation or issue or scenario that seems to you, well, yeah to be yeah. very prevalent in 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 the issues that couples have? Do you see anything any common? Yes. And I would say it's exactly what we've been talking about. When couples walk into our office and we've already had them do an assessment, so we know what the major issues are. But when they walk into our office and we get to know them and we ask them what's the real issue, most of the time it's things like what you guys said. Mm. If they would just make an adjustment, if somebody would just drop their pride, Mm. if somebody would just think just think differently. Yeah. They would not continue to have the issues that they're having. Nobody wants to be the bigger person and make an adjustment, yeah. do something different to in order to refresh, renew, revive, you know, yeah. any of that. Nobody wants to do that. And a lot of times for me, it's it's that communication piece. Mm. They're not dealing with effective listening because mm. they'll usually rush to judgment cut the person off and said, this is what you're going to say. And they didn't even let the other person finish what they're going to say. And they already have in their mind what the person's going to talk about. Right. And they're not listening to the whole story, taking that time and then say, okay, this is what I'm hearing. Is this what you're saying? 
because they already rushed to, oh, no, this is what you're saying. And sometimes, a lot of times, it can be totally wrong what they believe that the person is saying. Mm-hmm. Very true. That's You guys are dropping some very key nuggets mm-hmm. all throughout this whole thing. You're talking about effective and active listening, being able to listen for understanding as opposed to what we call lawyer listening. So she may say, she may be talking and she her statement may have 140 words, but by word 15, I'm already double dutching because I'm going to get you on word 15, you know? And so I, I've lost everything that's happened from 15 to, to, to the end. Right. And mm-hmm. so that is, you, man, y'all are, uh, y'all kind of getting ahead of me with all these trade <laughs> secrets, man. You know, it's funny when we talk to couples, I'll say, here's the man. How was your day? It was fine. I went to work. I had a meeting, you know, I came home. Then when you listen to the woman, how was your day? Well, first of all, I was running late. I had to run in my stocking <laughs> where I parked. I couldn't find parking. I went to the meeting. I didn't have all my notes. And by this time, we're tuning them out. Right. But we don't let them finish. Like when I went to the meeting, it didn't go as I planned. Then I didn't bring my lunch. I forgot my lunch. And, and it's the whole story. <laughs> when we just say, went to work, had a meeting, came home, it was fine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, and and talk about making an adjustment, right? You have to get to the point where you're able to allow her to, to, to get all of that out and, and appear, I'm going to use that word, to be engaged. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's good. That's good. So, so speaking of, you've already done this like several times, right? You've done it a million times, but I'm going to ask you to, Give something specific. So it's trade secrets. So can we get a trade secret or a tip, if you will, for the husbands? If you had to pull something out that you're like, hey, you listen to this episode. If you don't leave with anything else, husbands, you need to whatever. And wives, one for the wives. Well, for the husbands, I, I could give quite a few. But like I always say, you need to give your wife presents. And I'm not talking about gifts. I'm talking about being present. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about giving them a part of you, showing you're there for them, that you're in their space, that, you know, whatever they need, you can help them and be there for them, giving them presence. I love that. Mm, I like that. Being present, being there, being in the moment, being in the moment. There you go. Yeah. Being attentive, being listening, whatever they may need. Mm, I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. That's a good one. What about for the wives? For me, for the wives, you know what I always tell wives? You got to stop looking at every little flaw that your husband has. I always, and I share with them that I look at my husband's through God's eyes and not not always Cynthia's eyes. Mm. Of course, I do see him through my eyes sometimes, but Mm. when it boils down to it, I always think, you know, he's not saying these things or doing something to purposely hurt me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. God knows his heart. Mm-hmm. And so I try to see him from God's perspective. God knows his heart. So I know his heart because he has a heart after God. And so I try to see him through God's eyes and not look at every little flaw, every little issue, every little imperfection, whether it's something that he said or did or just who he is. Give him grace, you know, just just accept him for who he is and stop trying to make him something that he's not. And, and can I give the, um, the husbands one more? This Absolutely. is a quick one. Please. I feel that they need to make the woman feel secure. Women want security. So if you yes. can make them feel secure physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, you can get anything you want. 
So if you say, well, here's what I need, you have to make them feel secure first. I like that. I like that. I like that. He, so, guys, I hope you were listening. You may have to rewind that. You just got the formula. <laughs> you just got the formula. If you do those things, you can it's 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 cyclical. Right. You're going to perceive some things that you want as well. But you got to make the adjustment and do some things and see and see your spouse through God's eyes. That is that's good. You want to talk about maturing, right? That's something you got to work towards, right? Because that's probably not in our nature, like just initially, right? And so just uh, being willing to go through the process of maturing to the point where you can extend that level of grace, because that level of grace is extended to us, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what we turn around and do is not extended to you. That's right. To, to others. Yep. And so that's good. Thank you for, for that. I want to, before we kind of turn a corner, I want to speak to one other caveat of the story that we didn't really touch on, right? So obviously, since you both had kids previously, there was a previous relationship of some kind, right? Whether it be marriage, whether it be whatever it is, right? For individuals who are coming from a previous situation, into a brand new situation. Sometimes there are some, there's some things that go along with that, right? Some, so for some people, that's, it's a great situation. There's no issues, you know, with what's, what happened in the past. For some people, there's some hurdles that they have to get over, right? So you don't have to go into that at all. But what I, what I want to kind of pull out from you is in that adjustment period that we were talking about, what kinds of adjustments, if any, did you have to make? You know what? Um, I love telling this story. And um, you guys are probably, you like stories, so you'll probably like this. When um, James and I, we were both previously married. So both of our children are from our previous marriage. And both of us, our spouses walked out on us. Mm. Wow. And we both knew that we were called to marriage. We both knew we wanted to be married. We both knew we would marry again. Never thought it'd be to each other. But when we got ready to get married, I kept telling God, I said, God, I want to know how to do marriage your way. I don't want to do it Cynthia's way. I don't want to do it James' way. Show me how to do marriage your way. And so I went through this whole phase where God had told me to write it down, but I didn't know what to write down. And so I kept praying. So finally he told me to look it up. So God tells you, look something up. Where are you going to go look? In the Bible. Mm -hmm. So I started looking up um, terms in the Bible, marriage and married and marries and marry and so many different versions of it. And then I started looking up bride and groom, husband, wife, all these different terms. It was so many scriptures. I I typed it out on the Word doc. And and so when I was done finding as many as I could, I told God, I said, God, I did all this studying of the Bible, but I still don't feel like I have what you want me to have. Mm -hmm. Uh, What I was looking for, I'm sorry, what I was looking for. And so um, I was in my office and when I was saying, talking, I was in my office, I was talking to God and God told me to send it to James. And and I'm like, send it to James. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, if I send this list of scriptures to James, he's going to think I'm crazy because it was pages Mm -hmm. and pages. (laughs) So right when I got ready to hit the send button on my computer, God said, tell James for you guys to do a 40 day fast and to read these scriptures and for him to choose the scripture. Mm -hmm. So I'm literally in my office, I'm hitting the send button. I immediately pick up the phone and I call him. I said, James, God just told me to tell you for us to do a 40 day fast and to, um, and I just sent you a list of scriptures and he told me to tell you to choose the scripture each day for us to read. So, um, James was in agreement. We looked at the calendar and it was 40 something days before our wedding. Wow. So we 
decided to wait until that 40th day before the wedding. Oh. On the 40th day before the wedding, James would choose a scripture every day. He would tell me what it was. We would read it on our own, meditate on it throughout the day. Then we would come together every single evening, read that scripture together, discuss oh. it, have prayer. And we did a Daniel fast. We read our last scripture, did our last prayer and broke our fast at our wedding reception. Mm. During that time, God talked to us. He told us, he showed us how to do marriage his way. We became so unselfish. Mm. It didn't matter what our spouses had done. It didn't matter what we had done. It just didn't matter. It only mattered what God's word said and what God wanted us to do to have the kind of marriage that he had designed from the beginning of time. And that is also the foundation that we built this business on, which is Proverbs 24, 3 and 4, you know, building your foundation of your home, your foundation on wisdom and knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so we, he gave us that wisdom. He gave us that knowledge of what it took to have a great marriage. And other than the bump that we had with the um, blended children and as mainly an older teenage child, we have never had a real marriage issue. That is the honest to goodness mm-hmm. truth. In 11 years, almost 12, We've never had a big fight. We've never had a falling out. I remember one time we had the silent treatment for like a day and it was like burning me up because I love to talk to my husband. So I can hardly stand it. And I think he felt the same way. um, Yeah. So God showed us how to do it right. And I'm telling you, I tell people, I still feel like I'm on my honeymoon Mm. and we're, we're very different. We tell people we're very different. We're very happy. We um, we totally love spending all of our time together. We do everything together. And a lot of people don't understand that. They think that, you know, when we, um, when you, you're around us long enough, they know that it's true. Right. When people, they first see people, us, they don't believe that. Right. They, they can't be like that. Yeah. yeah. But they're around us long enough. They're, they're like, oh my gosh, you guys are for real. Like, yeah. this is real. But for me, like you said, the previous marriage, because I grew up in the inner city of Philadelphia, a single mother with five children, four boys and one girl. Mm -hmm. So I always say children are visual. They see how their parents are. So my mother worked all the time. So that's all I knew. So when my first marriage, that's all I did. I actually had four jobs. Wow. I know. But see, I didn't cultivate the marriage. I didn't uh, cultivate it, nurture it. I didn't communicate. I was never there. I worked all the time. Mm. So one day when I came home from the second job, she was gone. She had packed the kids, packed the house, and she had moved out. And Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that that was happening. So when Cynthia sent me the scriptures, of course, I was ready to do it. I said, yes. She was surprised I said yes so easily. But, you know, you can't keep doing the same things over and over again and expect a different result. Exactly. I wanted something different. So this was the greatest opportunity Okay, let's build our marriage this way, not the way I did it before, not on my own. Let's do it God's way and not that's my good. way. Yeah, that's wonderful. That is that is that is beautiful. Powerful, powerful. Man. Like, and I love that. I I feel like what you were saying, Cynthia, about not having any really major issues in your marriage. I honestly believe it's because you were obedient in what God told you to do. And God honors our obedience all the time. He will honor our obedience. And because of that, he not that he doesn't cover all marriages, but he, I feel like, favors marriages where there is specific obedience to what he's told us to do. That is wonderful. I love it. That is, man. Really great. That's a very powerful, like... Beautiful. As you were telling the story, right, I'm envisioning, Mm -hmm. like... 
the 40th day was yeah. your wedding reception. Yeah. Like just that beautiful. is very that's beautiful. like goosebump. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's crazy, man. Yeah. I, I love it. 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 Beautiful. Man, that's good. That's good. Now, me, I could keep you here. <laughs> And this episode could be three hours. <laughs> I got that many questions. Um, so what we may have to do is do another one. We have to have right? you come back we, for part two. We may two. have to do a part two and three and five and ten. <laughs> so we can just get as many nuggets from this great couple as possible. But what we're going to do, we just have, we're going to have a little fun with you. We're going to turn a corner um, before we get to the end. And I'll let wife talk about it. Okay, so we're going to play a little game. It's really easy. Nothing you have to think about. We call it the 60-second Think Fast. It is 10 questions that I'm going to ask. So you'll answer five, James, and then Cynthia, you'll answer five. And we'll just alternate back and forth with the questions. Easy questions, but I'm going to give you a choice of two, and you have to pick one. For example, what's your favorite color, black or white? You know, do you prefer morning or nighttime? Those kind of questions. And to put us under a little bit of pressure... Ollie's going to set the timer for 60 seconds, mm-hmm. and we're going to have to try and answer these questions wait, wait, wait. in 60 seconds. 60 seconds is all 10 questions? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I got faith in you. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. All right. I'm going to alternate back and forth. I'm going to alternate back and forth, and we'll let Cynthia go answer the first question. Go. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Ready? Let us know when you're ready. We're ready. Okay. All right. Here we go. Cynthia, coffee or tea? Tea. James, see the movie or read the book? Movie. Cynthia, summer or winter? Summer. James, morning person or night owl? Morning. Cynthia, small town or big city? Small town. (laughs) James, car or truck? Truck. (laughs) Cynthia, gym or outdoor exercise? Outdoor exercise. James, tropical island or ski resort? Tropical island. Cynthia, action movie or comedy? Action. James, baseball or football? Football. Last one, Cynthia, try a new dish or play it safe? Try a new dish. (laughs) See, look at that. You had 10 seconds to spare. He did it. And there's probably everything you ask, that's what we really believe. The answers that we chose. <laughs> we actually do those exact things. Yeah. That's great. Good stuff. Good and stuff. We're in agreement on all of it. Yep. We are in agreement on all of it. Wow. Oh, so I don't great. know about trying new dish. James likes to, he kind of right. likes the same old, same old. But it's too. funny that Me I could have answered her questions for her and they would have been right. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And, That's that, awesome. and you know what? It's it's little things like sometimes we evaluate the success of relationships on such big, big things. you know, yeah. philosophical concepts, man. Yeah. It's the little stuff. Yeah. Being able to know your spouse, yeah. being able to connect with your spouse mm-hmm. on things like what we like to do and yeah. leisure time and the stuff that's important to them. You know right. what I'm saying? The little yeah. things that's important to them. So listen, we want to thank you. We cannot thank you enough for just the gold that you have shared um, with us in our audience. And, but before we let you go, we can't let you go without knowing how we can get a hold of you. We want to be able to follow you. We want to get be able to get the books. We want to be able to connect with you. How can we do that? Any upcoming events or anything like that? Well, you can find us on everything as Marriage Built to Last, but we use the number two and not the word. So Marriage Built to Last on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, um, 
Isn't that marriage be too early? Well, you still can put in marriage built to last. And you'll find us on all of those mediums. Our web website is marriagebuilttolast.com. And um, yeah, so we actually have launched into something. We just had our big annual conference, Couples Fest, um, which is streamed around the world. So we had people on watching all over the world. But we, from that, we launched our new program, which is our In Love and Loving It Couples Academy. So we actually have a membership program for couples to join. And it's awesome and amazing because you get so much with that. As a matter of fact, it's so good that all of our friends want to be a part of it. Like they, they see the true value of it. But you get access to all of our courses and programs that we've created. You get us on the phone every week. You get a chance to ask us questions. You get, um, we have a private Facebook group where we're going to be giving you all this juicy information. So you're going to get like a movie of the month, uh, um, the the love song of the month, a great marriage book of the month. You're going to get, we're bringing in specialists to train on our calls from everything from finance to sex. Like sex is going to probably be one of our first ones because I've got like um, intimacy. Someone knows sex. I got a sex (laughs) first. She's a master sex first. Okay. But um, so, and then also with, along with that, you get discounts on all of our future events, but guess what? Our big conference we just had as a part of that, you get Mm -hmm. to come to couples fest for free. If you're, part of the in love and loving it nation awesome wow so we want you guys to be a part of that you know we'll definitely um it's not on our website yet okay it's super new we just launched it two weeks ago but all of the information is in place what we will do is add you to the facebook group um if you decide to join and see and that was the key because you know they talk about 50 percent of couples get divorced Mm. they always talk about those negative 50%. Mm-hmm. They never talk about the positive 50%. Yeah. There's people out there with great marriages. That's right. So that's, right. that's why we started In Love and Loving It. There's people that are in love and they're loving it. They love being in love and love being married. And that's what I forgot to mention. The In Love and Loving It is a movement mm-hmm. to put out there that there are couples who love their spouses. There are couples don't have a perfect marriage, but they love their marriage. They love mm-hmm. marriage. And so that's what the In Love and Loving It Academy is to come together with other like-minded couples, people who will support you, encourage you, inspire you. Mm-hmm. You get to share. There'll be times where the couples will actually get to share their right. stories or share something great that happened in their life, in their marriage. So it's going to be a really great community. So um, the, the the website is not up yet, but it will be right. inloveandlovingit.com. Right. So right okay. now you can join us by sending, if you want to join the movement, you can send us your picture of you and your mate. It could be dating couples, engaged couples, and married couples. If you send your picture to inloveandlovingitimage.com, we're going to send you a free graphic that you can share, a free branded graphic with your picture on it that you can share to the world about your love. And it'll say, in love, we started this journey together. We're going to finish this journey together. And right. we are in love and, and we're loving it. And we're going to do great things, things together. together. And that and that picture is sent to inloveandlovingitimage.com. You go on there, you're going to see a whole page and it'll tell you step by step what to do to submit your picture. Excellent, excellent. And for those of you who are listening, as, as we always say, if you go to the description of the show, you will see all of that information that was just shared. Uh, mm-hmm. If you did not, if your pen wasn't working fast enough. Is it the word and, or is it the, yeah, it's the word the word and? Okay. Yes. okay. In love and loving it image.com. 
Okay. Wow, that's good stuff. And you said you had a book. Where can we get the book? What's the name of the book? Yeah, well, you can get the book on our website, but you can also go to Amazon. If you type in James and Cynthia Green, um, the book will come up. But the, the first book is called Don't Get Married If. Mm-hmm. And the second book is 40 Day Journey to the Marriage of Your Dream. And it's actually all of the scriptures and the studies that we did the 40 days beautiful. leading up to our wedding. Love it. Oh, that is so beautiful. That is great. That is great. I'm going to have to pick that one up. Yes. So for those of you who are listening, make sure you're connecting with them. Make sure you're grabbing these books. Make mm-hmm. sure you're going to inloveandlovingitimage.com so you can get your picture in there and, and join this group and get uh, registered for everything that's coming down the pipe. Got to be connected to these folks. Yeah. Gotta and you be. know, um, Oliver, I want to express that the In Love and Loving the Image you send your picture in, there's no gimmick behind it. You're not going to get in no sales pitch, no link to buy anything. We just want you to join the movement mm-hmm. so that we can let the world know that there's a lot of great couples out here. And, and that's what we say. That's why marriage ministries at church are successful because they see married couples having a good time and doing it the correct way. And they want to model that. They yeah. want their marriage to be like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. I agree. And so, yeah, let's get a, let's be a part of this movement, folks. Let's get around some folk that are like-minded and that can encourage each other and push each other. Iron sharpens iron. Yes. Let's get in that. Let's get in that. In that. Uh, in that group and in, in that movie. Mm-hmm. I love it. Once again, family, I can call you that now. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you so much. And we just pray God's blessing on everything that you're doing. Yeah. Um, you are providing something that is. Uh, right now and so we thank you so much for that yeah and we gotta do it again yes mm-hmm. yes thank you guys so much for having us it was really great meeting you great to meet it you was great as well. to meet you as well this has been another episode of trade secrets make sure you visit www.denali.org for more engaging content and for other ways to connect with oliver and denise Also, don't forget to subscribe and share this episode. Until next time, God bless.